Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Okay, before we get into this episode of Friday. I want to remind you that my 2019 mastermind is filling up quickly in terms of the applications rolling in. Now, I've not started my pre-qualification phone calls yet, but remember, this is on a first-come, first-served basis for at least getting your applications in line. I go through them all. I look for the best fit, and then I set up a phone call to see if it's a great fit between you, me, and our existing group. So, If you are at all interested, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind. So the mastermind is the fastest way I know of to 10x your business, up-level your tribe, and get a clear path to grow your business and your relationship to the next level. It's like a significant shortcut for you. So- Look at it this way. What if by this time next year, your profits 10x and you spent less time working and had more time with your family and your friends doing the things that light you up? And what if you did it with the highest level entrepreneurs on the planet? And what if you learned all of this while you were experiencing some of the most amazing adventures places, and cities in the world. Stop the what ifs and choose, make a decision to make this happen. So go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and fill out the application. In the mastermind, I'll put you into a group of high level achievers where everyone is at your level or higher, and you'll be in three different masterminds throughout the year going to three different locations and being a part of what I call an experiential learning environment. I learn best by doing cool things with cool people and not in the back of a Holiday Inn conference room. So I redesigned the entire mastermind concept and made it fully immersive experiences. I made the long conference room tables disappear, you know, the one with the mints and the water, it's all gone. So who's it for? Any upper six-figure earner that is at $300,000 or above or those that have just barely squeaked over their first million and are looking to learn how to get past the multiple seven-figure range year after year. So even if you're just curious, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and click apply. Do not let this negative self-chatter get in the way. We all have it, by the way. Power through it. Power through it. You can do it. All right, let's get on with the episode. Well, Kimberly Murgatroyd, how the heck are you on this lovely Friday? I am doing just ducky. Thank you for asking. Are you old enough to remember, whoop, there it is? Whoop, there it is. That was actually my generation, not yours. 
Are you sure? Whoop, there it is. What year was Whoop, there whoop, it is? There it is. Does anybody uh, know? 90s. Well, tag us on Instagram and tell us what year it is. Right. I, I, I think- I, <laughs> Rob I think, thinks it was in the 60s. I, th- I think it was a long time ago. But anyway, that is not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about a wearable device. Now, if you would have said to me in the year of our Lord, when I was born in 1966, that I will be wearing a device I would not well, even what know. What kind of a device? Because that's sounding a little ominous. Okay. So full disclosure, this is new. I'm probably going to get a ton of shit wrong <laughs> and you're going to have to re-Google everything I tell you. Yeah. Okay? It's, it pretty much sounds like my life with you right there. That said, this is a device um, that I got from a friend of mine who is an Iron Man, Mike Scarton. And he recommended that I wear this device. And I was like, why do I need it? He said, just get it. And I resisted it. I'm like, just tell me why. He said, just wear it. So finally I decided, okay, I trust him. I'm just going to put it on. And then Kim, you know, just could not stand the fact that I was going to have a device that she didn't have. So Okay, we bought- first of all, the device analyzes your every freaking move, breath, heartbeat, everything. Isn't like- that what you do with the iPhone where you track me everywhere? No, that's no, but I did track you when you were in California last week for your mastermind, which was pretty funny. Wait, let's digress a minute. Women, do you, do any of you women or men, if you do this, it's probably creepy, but women, do you track your man? Okay, how many times have you called me and said, I'm lost? Can you find me and help me? get where I'm going. Let's continue on with the Whoop. Okay, okay that's what I thought. Let's continue on with the Whoop. <laughs> All right, so the Whoop is a wearable body analytic device, okay? So it's a strap. It's like, I know you guys are gonna say, well, what about the the iWatch or whatever the heck that thing's called? And I have one of those, it's in my closet. Uh, the Whoop is a strap that goes on your wrist and pretty much analyzes everything. All right, so let me give you just sort of like an over, an overview of what it tracks, and then we'll kind of drill down into each of them. So there are, there are effectively, let's call it three major metrics that it's going to track, that it's going to track. The first one is daily strain. So the number is between zero and 20. So let's say that you know, you go to, you go for a walk, that strain may be a three, four, five, depending on how fast you're walking. You go to the gym and you only lift weights, but you lift it hard. That strain might be a 10. You run intervals, full out intensity, that might be a 15. And then the day strain starts stacking on each other. So it might be you add your walk to your yoga, to your weights, to your whole day, and you have your day strain. So what you're doing is you're measuring how much strain you're putting on your body. Now, the strain is a good thing, right? Because we have adaptability. We want to strain and then allow our bodies to adapt. So it measures that. But one thing about that too, is it also the reason that we're tracking this, like what what you measure grows, right? So the reason that we're tracking all of these things is to get to know our body better. But the day strain also will make a recommendation on whether or not and how much you should work out. So like today, mine is really low because I on Tuesdays, I don't work out because I basically do this. And it gives you little tips on different things. It tracks your heart rate, it tracks your calories, it tracks all of that, but it'll give you a tip and say, okay, 
um, here's your average day strain. You have gone up, you know, significantly over the last 30 days. It'll also tell you what type of activity that you should do to get optimal results. All right, so let's move on to the second area that it manages, which is recovery. This one is really interesting. So within this particular genre, within this particular street (laughs) of the app, recovery is gonna do just, it's gonna tell you just that, how well you have recovered. Okay. And it's gonna give you a readiness to perform. So if you are not recovered, like it, it tells you red, which is like, it's a no-go. Don't go out and do any more exercise. Yellow is kind of like, watch it. And like what mine's yellow right now? What does it say under recovery? Uh, I got to put my glasses on. But what it says <laughs> is your average heart rate, resting heart rate and sleep performance indicates that your body is moderately dec- recovered. Yeah, so it's telling me, you know, be careful what you do today basically. And if you go to my recovery, like, oh, that's my recovery today is yellow. Yesterday it was red. So it wasn't so good. So the recovery is going to give you that cue on whether or not you're going to perform at the peak level you want. So to give you an example that I thought was really good when we were kind of searching this was that sometimes you go into a workout and you feel really sore. You know, maybe you have that delayed muscle soreness 48 hours later and you're like, God, I just don't think I can do it again. Well, if you look at your whoop and you're like, and your body is going, nope, you're recovered, go. You might be sore, but you can still go and do that recovery. Um, I mean, go do that workout and it's not a problem. And you may actually get a better workout than anticipated. Whereas one morning you may wake up And it may say, like yesterday, it told me, do not work out today. Your recovery is so low. I was in the red zone. It was like a no-go. Well, I didn't listen. I went to yoga and I got through it, but it was definitely a really not great workout for me. So I should have listened to my whoop, in other words. Yeah, here's the thing with recovery that I found fascinating. So obviously there's all the points that you just mentioned, which is how recovered am I to be able to perform the exercise. So let's drill down a little further and let's talk about how it calculates how well recovered you are. So try and pay, try not to go to sleep on this because this is something that I just largely just sort of overlooked. But now that I've had mm, roughly 27 days, and I only know that because it says it, um, <laughs> with this device, I, I'm starting to, to see the patterns um, in my lifestyle. So the recovery is calculated by three numbers. The first one is HRV, which stands for heart rate variability. The second one is RHR, which is resting heart rate. And the third one is sleep. So let's kind of like drill down a little bit more in each of these. So, you know, resting heart rate is pretty obvious to you, right? You're, you're, you just, you put your hand on your neck and it, you count how many beats you have over a minute and each beat represents your resting heart rate while you're at rest, okay? Your HRV is a little bit different. It is the space in between those beats. So when your heart goes boom, boom, that space, you're laughing at me, (laughs) that space in between those beats is the heart rate variability. But it calculates that while you're sleeping. I was just about to, yeah, I was just about to explain. Yeah, I was just about to explain that. Okay, so those two numbers- That was like a preemptive autocorrect right there. Though, because I knew you're gonna do it. Those two numbers- are calculated when you're in SWS deep sleep, which we'll get into in a second, okay? So I'm gonna explain that in a minute. So now check this out. 
you could get a great night's sleep, have a great workout and have a really shitty recovery score, which is what was happening to me. And I'm like, I don't understand this. I just got back from like, crazy, but I went to LA from Atlanta twice within a week. Okay. So obviously it was- Out of seven days, you were only in Atlanta a day and a half. Yeah. Literally be in between. And I was on a plane East Coast, West Coast four times. So- Okay, but I but I did because I got this freaking thing and I don't want to lose. I did say, okay, well, well wait a minute, but don't say you don't want to lose. So let's say what this thing is. It's a strap that goes around your wrist. It, it you have an app on your phone that it connects to. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we forgot some of the basics here. Every day you look at the app on your phone and it tells you all of these numbers based on its connection to your strap and what it's been recording. Now you can have groups within. And so now we have like a team of friends that are all have this device and we are in a group on a whoop and we can see each other's scores and see like in, I don't know, these guys, they just all are so competitive. They're like trying to beat each other's resting heart rate. Yeah, right. We're running to sleep because we want to outdo the sleep part, which I'm going to get into in a second. Okay. So before I left for LA, my recovery was 100%. Like every day, I was like, you know, I, I'm nailing this thing. This is great. So I made the assumption that, you know, what would just going to LA, as long as I got my sleep, why would that affect it? Well, my heart rate variability crashed. And so then I started doing some research. I'm like, well, okay, so if recovery is- And your heart rate variability, by the way, you want a high number. Yes. Okay. So let me let me explain what I learned on the heart rate variability. Okay. So you have a, within your nervous system, you have the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. One of them, and I never remember which one, one of them is fight or flight and the other one is rest and digest. So when you are stressed and you're over caffeinated and you're, I don't know. Underslept. Underslept. You know, you know what stress is. You start going into fight or flight. Your heart's beating boom, 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 constantly. Okay. Now, when you're in the other one, you're in rest and digest, which is like you're chilling, maybe meditating, maybe listening to music, maybe taking a walk, but you're not under any stress, right? It's the opposite. The heart rate variability is the variableness in between those two nervous systems. Now, one of the key indicators of health, this is what I've learned with a lot of research on this. One of the key indicators of health is how well you are switching in between the two, the two nervous systems, the sympathetic and the, you know, the fight or flight or the rest and digest. So what I realized was, I was like, why is my recovery so bad? And all I did was just go you know, to and LA and back. And your heart rate variability was so low. And my heart rate var- variability was low. In other words, it wasn't a high number indicating a high space in between those beats. And so I realized that because I was under stress for those couple of days, and I was attending a my own mastermind, a mastermind that I'm a participant of, I was, you know, it was all good stress, but it was stress. I was up, you know, I was up early. I had way too much caffeine. I was not getting the water. I was excited about the, you know, the group sessions that we were doing. And I was all in on the mastermind, you know, until I dropped dead. Plus you were doing like deep work on yourself and all of this stuff, which creates stress within your body. Right. So so I dropped dead at 10 o'clock. I know my subconscious was working all night long. And then I did it again. Then I did it again. Then I did it again. Then I got on four days. Then I got on plane and I flew home and watching the fact that my heart rate was not varying. 
I didn't have the switching. Well, it was getting it was getting faster. So let me let me just put the heart rate variability into perspective. If your heart is a muscle, right? And we want it to last as long as possible. So you want the beat between your heart to be longer. You don't want it to be like beat, 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 beat. Because then what happens? Like that's when you hear somebody going into tachycardia, right? And they're having a heart attack. You want it low resting heart rate and you want a high heart rate variability, meaning there's a longer time between those beats. So you're using and taxing the muscle less. Therefore, if you're stressed, your heart rate goes beep, 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 beep versus like the long drawn out normal beeps. If you just think of like the the heart rate, you know, monitor that you see on like when you're watching ER. Like, a, want, like on an EKG. Yeah, you want to see these beats and then a little space, these beats and then a little space versus somebody like going into a heart attack. So just to give you a picture of what that looks like. Right. So now we're looking, now let's go into the third area, which is sleep. This is freaking Oh my God, this has fascinating. been- Fascinating. So let me, let me say this. Rob, we have always said, takes like about 13 seconds to fall asleep. I actually think he's already sleeping as he's walking into the bedroom and pulling the pillows off the bed because this boy puts his head down and he has- earplugs that are made of like clay. He has an eye mask. Yes, a diva. And, you know, he's got like his pillow. Thank God. He, this actually made him change his pillow that I think he's had since he was 12. So thank God for this thing. But he falls asleep immediately. Whereas I am really bad. And I was playing on my phone before I went to bed, answering last minute emails. And it would take me forever to get to sleep. And I was, you know, waking up during the night because the baby or the dog or whatever. So I was always so jealous of his sleep until we got the whoop. And I realized that his sleep actually sucks. Okay, so it does. I have really shitty sleep and I sleep. And you didn't even know it. And I had no, I had no idea. Okay, so this thing, this whoop app, you know, with the wearable on your wrist, like Kim said, you'll wake up in the morning. You wear it at night. You wear it at night. You'll wake up in the morning and you will- Feeling like P. Diddy. And you will look at your results for the night. Okay. Now the results are going to come into four different stages. And by the way, the Whoop knows the moment you went to sleep. I don't know how. And the moment you woke up. It's- scary. I, it's almost to the exact minute of it when you went- It is to the exact it's, minute insane at how it knows it. Okay, so it will give you all the stages of your sleep. Okay, so the stages, think of it like a staircase. At the top of the staircase, you're awake. As you go down the staircase, you are in light sleep. You go a little further down the staircase, you're in REM, and this represents the first two stages of REM. And then the last part, the bottom of the staircase, you're in what they call SWS, which is single wave sleep. Uh, I think it, I think it's SWS is it's deep sleep, which is REM three. I think it's three N4 or three or four, one or the other. Don't need to make it so complicated. Okay, so you have awake, light, REM, and deep sleep, okay? So last night, I'm looking at Kim's, last night- Well, she, let me just say this. You deep sleep is where recovery happens. Deep sleep is where your body goes through its repairing process. It's where you're literally not moving, you're dead weight. Rapid eye movement is when you're still fidgety and you're still like trying to get into that space. But that deep sleep is like 
If somebody woke you up, you wouldn't even know who you were. Yeah. Like, you know that where, you know, you can lift someone's arm and drop it. Or, you know, when I remember when I was a kid and we had like sleepovers, we'd like, you know, paint on people's faces right. or like stick, marker. Stick something up their nose. Yes. <laughs> and they have no clue. Yeah. It's because they're in deep sleep. So that- Which is also where all the repairing happens, like hormonal changes- what, what's the big one? Growth hormone. Growth hormone is is definitely all of these hormones are balanced and handled in deep sleep. So your deep sleep is what you need. And what we figured out with Rob is he was getting about six seconds of deep sleep. I was getting no deep sleep. I mean, like literally, I woke up and I was like, "Is this possible?" I got three minutes of deep sleep, and I'm looking at my thing, and I was like, "Okay, well, then the next night, I guess I need more sleep." So the next night, I so get went to bed earlier. I get nine hours sleep instead of eight. And it went up like two minutes. And then I started doing some more research. And they said, well, you know, having a colder room is really going to help you in this environment. And so, so I, now I live so in I, the Arctic. So I created a refrigerator in my room and ordered something called a chili pad, which is really cool. But it's a $1,000 pad that you basically put on your bed. And, and it's got these, you know, two boxes that you put on each size of, if you have it's a king like bed. like a his and hers. <laughs> yeah. And you set the temperature of how cold you want the pad to be, which feels really good because, you know, when you get in bed, you know, that feeling of what, how good it feels when you have cold sheets. Well, the problem with that is before long, you're sticking one leg out because you're a toaster <laughs> oven and it's, it's your body temperature is, you know, a hundred degrees, your heart rate drops, et cetera. And you're just sweating. So the chili pad is there designed to eliminate that. So I'm like, okay, so I do the chili pad. And then right after I do the chili pad, I wake up, I, you know, as soon as I wake up, I look and I go, okay, how's my deep sleep? And it's incrementally improved. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a new pillow. So I go out and buy a new pillow because that's the next thing it said, you know, you got to have a pillow. Your pillow is supposed to be changed every like year. And I've had mine since high school, literally. So I went out and I bought a new pillow. How and disgusting. It, and it, it, it incrementally changed just a little bit more. So after that, I said, okay, what else can I do? And then they said, Breathe right strips. If you get breathe oh, right strips. Oh, this was a great one. So he comes home with breathe right strips. He's like, hey, Kim, put, I, I have a deviated septum already. He's like, put this on your nose. I woke up and if anybody watched my Instagram last week, I had a massive bruise across my nose from this freaking breathe right strip. I will never do that again. Okay, so then I did the breathe right strips. Okay, made Kim's nose black and blue. <laughs> uh, and by the way, if you've never done a By the way, we are guinea pigs. <laughs> we literally guinea pig ourselves all the damn time. If you've never done a breathe right strip, stick one of these things in your nose and you will feel 30% improvement. That other thing you gave me today was way better. Okay, so the other thing is called a turbine. Okay, because I just bought a book called Wait for It Sleep um, by a guy named Little Hales um, that I got from Aubrey Marcus who's great. You should listen to his podcast. And you stick the, it's like this device called a turbine. You stick it in your nose. And basically what it does is it just opens up your nostrils so that you get more air. Without and I, bruising your nose. And, and, and there's another one that you can use for workouts to help get more, uh, more air in. Again, incrementally better. In but, but listen, so from the very beginning where you were getting one minute of deep sleep, now you're getting like 30 minutes. And so to wrap this in a bow a little bit, what we did was we made our room a little bit colder, although I found that it was too cold outside. And I think the chili pad does a great job. Eye mask, making sure dark lights are off. I now 100% of the time plug my phone in, in the kitchen so I can't uh, even see it. And the other big one was alcohol before bed. So that's the one that Rob didn't talk about. And I want to share something, Rob, with you because you don't you haven't seen these stats yet. But according to the Whoop website, after four months, people reduce their resting heart rate by 4.4 BPM. They increase their heart rate variability by eight. 
They have a a dedicated additional 41 minutes of sleep per night. And these are all things, think about where you are in this. We're going to bed earlier. Our heart rate variability is going up. Our resting heart rate is going down. We're not at these numbers yet, but less injuries. And people using the WHOOP consumed 79% less alcohol before bed. Tell this weekend. So this weekend I went to LA and I knew that it was going to be an issue for me, you know, with the not I didn't even mention the time change, right? So there's a three hour time change. So I was like, well, I don't want to throw alcohol on top of this. I want to win this game. Because we learned that alcohol two hours before bed decreases your deep sleep. Which is freaking pisses me off because I love to have a glass of wine, you know, at night to wind the day down. The problem is that the glass of wine, which is really a bottle, when you <laughs> when you have it, you know, relaxes you and knocks you out, but 2 hours later there's a boomerang effect once that once the alcohol turns into ethanol and blah blah and blah. And wakes you up and you need water. And wakes you up and you need water. Okay. So the the last thing that I want to say is that what this thing has is something called a sleep coach. And the sleep coach, you determine at night, you say, I either want to get by tomorrow. Which who says that, by the way? I don't know. I just want to get by tomorrow. Like you're really- No, but it's giving you the option. It's saying, I think what it is, is it's not that who says that. It's more like, if you want to go to bed at 10.30, if you do it reverse, you're just going to get by. No, I understand, but I'm saying- Who would choose it? If you're spending, by the way, it's $29 a month for, and you get the strap in the mail, you commit to six months, it's $29 a month. But if you're paying the money, you're charging the thing on your wrist, you're doing the thing. Who the hell says I just want to get by? You want to to peak, but I will tell you this. You either want to perform or you want to peak. Well, when you look at peak, you got to go to bed like at six, like you got to go to bed like six o'clock. I mean, so it's a lot. Anyway, you know, we're throwing a lot at you. This is new to us. We're learning it. We have no affiliation whatsoever. We probably should now, but we have no affiliation. We're one month into the whoop. It's new. I strongly suggest that you go and get it. It's, you know, like she said, it's $29 a month. You're on the hook for six months. Oh, do you know what would be so fun? Let's do a work hard, play hard group on whoop. That would be interesting. So if you guys, I tell you what, if you guys get it, hashtag work hard, play hard, whoop, W-H-O-O-P, work hard, play hard, whoop, hashtag it. And that'll be an indication for us to know that you want to be a part of the group and you got it. And then we'll put a little, uh, we'll put a little group together. That's it for today. Have a great day and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.